Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. You made it to Friday night. You're probably on your way to the video store. Check out the latest Goldie Hawn movie. Here's what's going on tonight in the NHL. Early in the second period, Flyers and Capitals are tied at one. Dallas leading Tampa Bay 1-0. Columbus up 1-0 on Detroit. Ducks and Wild about to face off. Later, the Blues and the Golden Knights. Los Angeles home to Colorado. And the Coyotes will play the Sharks. No games in the Canadian division tonight. Now, tomorrow... You're going to have the Senators up against the Jets. You're going to have the Canadians meeting the Maple Leafs. And right here on 630 Ched, the Oilers will entertain the Canucks, the fourth of their four in a row. I believe that's called a quadrilogy. A trilogy is three. I think four in a row is a quadrilogy because there was the Alien Trilogy and then they made Alien Resurrection. And then I think they said, well, now instead of the Alien Trilogy, we have the Quadrilogy. Canucks and Oilers will be on 6.30, Chad. 6.30 for the face-off show, game at 8, late Saturday night spot for the Canucks and the Oilers. Now, Edmonton goes to Montreal on Monday and Wednesday. They have that other game against the Canucks coming up next Saturday, again in Edmonton. It still says the time for that is TBD. Nothing confirmed, but that might be an afternoon game. I'm hearing that that probably is going to be an afternoon game because there will likely be American playoff games that evening. Now, again, it's not confirmed. That's just the scuttle I'm hearing around the rink, but keep it here for an official announcement as we move along. Blue Jays in action tonight, a little bit later on. They're going to be taking on the Houston Astros. Blue Jays up to 16 and 14 on the season. The Astros now... 16 and 15 really appreciate you tuning in tonight you can get in touch 780-496-0063 the hotline is presented by certain professional grade building materials and if you would like to text it's the exact same number issue a, this challenge to everybody tonight if you send me a text i would like it in limerick form any text i would like in limerick form i will show bias towards reading texts that are written as limericks 7804960063 if you don't know what a limerick is call a loved one quite frankly I, I mean that distresses me but anyway we'll deal with that as we go along tonight okay so the oilers practice today dmitry kulikov was not on the ice he had a bit of a rough game yesterday though i think a lot of oilers did dave tippett said kulikov a little bit banged up They'll see how he uh, is doing in the morning, and then they'll see if he's able to play tomorrow night. They shuffled up the lines a little bit, as you might expect. It was the dynamite line back together. Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, 
And it was Cahoon back up there with McDavid and Pugliarvi. McLeod centered Neal and Chason. Looks like Devin Shore is going to be able to return. He was on the left side with Kara and Archibald. Tyler Ennis practiced with the main group that it looked like he was the uh, the extra guy. Mike Smith in the quote-unquote starters net. So it looks like he will play tomorrow after he had to jump in last night and replace Miko Koskinen. Here's Miller. He'll get it out to Hoaglander. He'll shoot. Scores. Nils Hoaglander goes right up top. Won't get out. Walking to the middle. Power leg shot blocked by Kulikov. Here's Rathbone. Scores. Kamenik. He'll come in in the save. No, it up in the air. Scores. Schmidt. He'll shoot it. That was blocked in front of the net. Now put on goal. Scores. And that's going to be it for Miko Koskin. And Mike Smith's coming into the game. It's 4 nothing for the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think I've ever seen that before where teams had four shots on goal 12 minutes of the game and have scored on all four shots. First one's poor coverage, second one's a poor turnover, and the third one's are third and fourth one are poor, should have been saves from the goalie, so I don't know if I've ever seen that where your first four shots go in your net, so a big hole to jump out of. And they were not able to jump all the way out of it. The Oilers made it semi-interesting. They got to 4-2, they got to 5-3, but that's a long way to come back, and Demko is a good goaltender at the other net, uh, other end. Rough night for Koskinen, but tip it today, following up on Koskinen's performance. He's played well, you know. Since Schmidt's come back, both of them have played well. So I agree with you. Our team didn't play really well early in the game, and then he uh, had a couple he probably liked back. But if you look at the games before that, he's played solid for us. Well, our goaltending hasn't been an issue for us at all. A tough night last night, but you move on and and prepare for the playoffs well no the goaltending hasn't been a problem and he's right Koskinen since Smith came back has quite frankly been excellent we, we talked a lot earlier in the season and I thought Miko Koskinen is a good backup and he's quite frankly been an excellent ba- backup this season since Smith came back before last night his save percentage was almost 930 and going into last night's game the Oilers had the fourth best save percentage in the NHL so uh, I get the criticism of Koskinen after a game like that and to what we saw earlier in the season. But if you look at the last three months, that is a one-off, and he's not the starter. He's not the number one guy. Clearly, you can't afford a performance like that again. Will, I know you're on hold. I'll get to you in a second. I just want to say this. Boy, oh boy, Alex Stalock is all of a sudden an incredibly popular player in Edmonton, isn't he? I, I don't get any sense that Alex Stalock is going to play a game for the Oilers. Now, I've been wrong before, and I could be wrong again, but he doesn't even fully participate in every practice. Today, Mike Smith went off after probably about 25 minutes, half an hour, and then Staylock came on the ice. He wasn't even participating in the drills prior to that. Dave Tippett was asked after last night's game, did you consider dressing him as a backup? No. He said there's a plan for the goaltending. He's never referenced anything that includes Staylock. I understand it. It's the old backup quarterback syndrome, right? When your football team's losing, the backup quarterback's the most popular guy in town. But Stalock hasn't played this season. He hasn't played since the bubble. I'm sure he recognizes how good the other two guys are playing. I think he's an insurance policy. That if there is an injury or, you know, maybe uh, several disastrous performances by one of the other two guys then he's around. At least he's an experienced NHL goaltender as opposed to throwing Stuart Skinner or, or some other guy in there. So I, I get asked about Staylock a lot. 
I get no sense from watching practice and from what the head coach is saying that an appearance by Alex Stalock is imminent. Okay. 780-496-0063. We have Will on the line. Will, thanks for calling. Thank you, Reed. Good evening. Uh, just a couple comments, I guess, on the goaltending and just uh, UFA status. Uh, Koskinen had a rough night. Seemed like uh, watching the game, the, the commentators mentioned that the team plays differently than they do with Smith. And seems like he's uh, a lot of times he's screened or the guys are are in his lanes and maybe maybe that has something to do with it but just on a side note what do you think uh, management would consider getting a shooter a pure shooter i guess in uh, line a in uh, columbus where somebody like to maybe play with uh, connor and then you move uh, dry down to the second line to play the second line sentiment position uh, just your thoughts on that, and see if well, I think they'd love to have Patrick Lyon in the team, but what, like, what are you what are you giving up to get to get him though? Well, you do what you gotta do. I think uh, you know there's an opportunity there, I guess, because he does need uh, somebody to to feed him the puck, and you know there's uh, Puliyarvi, I guess. You know you reunite with uh, his old buddy, I guess. But it's something to think about, I guess, and I'm just wondering if that's something that's realistic or not for, for the Oilers. Uh, qu- quite frankly, I, I think talking about this right now, looking ahead to next season, I, I think it's more likely the Oilers acquire another winger through free agency uh, as opposed to pulling off a blockbuster trade. That I think that's more likely if you're if they're going after somebody to round out the top six. 780-496-0063. Michael has written a limerick. He says there was once a goalie named Koskinen who in last night's game, he did save none. So he streamed oh frick, then he broke his stick and thus did the Oilers lose one. Michael, that's excellent work. Uh, Kyle has written a poem. It's not exactly a limerick. (laughs) Is there perchance that final dance with the Canucks won't be played to fans' dismay? If it doesn't matter in the standings. Everything I've been told is that they're playing every game that they're, they're not going to cut games short, that all 56 games are going to be played. Like I said, it sounds like in, initially here that the Oilers Canucks next Saturday will be in the afternoon and then there'll be playoff games from American cities on in the evening. And those other two games, Vancouver and Calgary, at the start of next week will probably be played on weekday afternoons. And then playoffs will be, uh, there'll be playoff games in the evening involving whoever. Kyle, you're right. It does have five lines, but it's not quite limerick form. But you tried. I've only got two in so far. This is a good challenge for people. We're going to have to do this more often. Okay, 780-496-0063. Quick timeout. Inside Sports on Chet. Appreciate you tuning in this evening. I can also tell you Canucks forward Zach McEwen suspended for one game for kneeing Darnell Nurse last night. I got to admit, I did not see this yesterday. It was on the play when 
Nurse hit McEwen. McEwen's stick came up in the air, clipped Nurse. Remember, the Oilers got a four-minute power play. And then Nurse was down on the ice, and McEwen skated by him and angled his knee and his shin pad towards Nurse's head. There was minimal contact, but the league didn't like it, and that's a one-game suspension. No discipline for Travis Hamanick for what looked to me uh, to be a shoulder to the head on an attempted body check by, well, on a body check by Hamanick, but the NHL said nothing to worry about there. So that's why Nurse was so upset last night and kept going after McEwen multiple times. I want to congratulate my colleague, my good friend, my golf partner, Quinn Phillips, over at Global Television. She has been named the recipient of the Fred Gus Collins Award for her exceptional coverage of university sport in Edmonton. Well-deserved, and uh, Quinn, an outstanding broadcaster and a great friend of mine, so I'm really happy to see that she got that. This texture says, last night the goalie stunk. I decided to get drunk. If the Oilers get out of this funk, they could be a slam dunk. <laughs> okay, again, entertaining, clever, funny, uh, and a poem, but not a limerick. Though I do appreciate that people are at least making an effort to be creative. We're going to have to do this more often, Kellen. I guess it's poetry night. So here's the thing. If uh, if you write a poem, we'll put everybody's name in a draw for a canned ham. But if you write a limerick, it's an automatic canned ham. Does that make sense? Sure. Uh, Kellen's just like, why am I even here? That's what's, that's what's, we should. No, have, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm thinking about the haiku crowd, though. You're forgetting about there the haiku. There is a haiku. There is a haiku from Dan. Oh, says, here we go. Haiku's a good substitute for a limerick. Here it is. Miko Koskinen, four goals in only four shots. What's wrong with your stick? That Very is nice. good. That's that good. is a good. That we might just send him a can ham. That's a, that's a nice haiku. I love What's it. What's wrong with your stick? Uh, I like that for sure. I'm completely cool with those guidelines too. So let's, let's yeah, do I, it. I, I think every once in a while we'll do this. We'll we'll pick some form of writing and see if people can text in that way, and we'll build up where uh, like one night people will just have to write in entire screenplays. <laughs> On the there we go. Line. Fade in. Miko Koskinen's shattered stick lies on the ground <laughs> then the, you know the title comes up 15 minutes earlier and then it shows all the goals anyway dale from camaros camaros beautiful community good hockey team there when i was uh, covering the ajhl and lloyd minster the cody expert every year or sorry it's a yeah, dale from camaros he says, uh, there was once a guy named Reed Wilkins who delivered sports news with due diligence. He said on Chet Air with his laugh oh so fair, I think the Oilers are the cup deliverance. That's pretty good. That's a bit of a creative rhyme there, Wilkins with diligence. I think we'll let him get away with that one. Yeah, flow's nice. I like the flow. The flow yeah. is, is everything. Pretty good. Like. Pretty good. Got some creative people out there. That's oh, Friday night. Everybody's feeling the juice, feeling good going to Blockbuster to rent a video, maybe pop some popcorn later on. Tom Wilson spoke to the media today for the first time since Monday's incident against the New York Rangers. After the play, I would have never thought that um, all this would have would have blown up. It, it seemed fairly, um, you know, routine um, hockey scrum to me, and I think that was kind of the feeling from both players in the box, and then obviously it took on a new, new life after the game, but... 
you know, their their guy goes to our net and and kicks at our goalie and and you know goes in there with his stick and you know at a young age in hockey you're taught to stand up for your goalie so that's what I was doing and you know from there you have guys jumping on your back and I think anybody's first reaction would try to try to be just to to throw them off you and and get wrestle them down the ice and uh, you know that's what I'd thought about it at the time. Um, obviously those scrums are chaotic and there's lots of stuff going on. Um, but I, I didn't think too much of it at the time and, um, nothing I say right now is going to change anybody's opinion. They've already made that up and I just got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people made up their mind on Tom Wilson even before that, quite frankly. And as my argument, I've made several times this week, the incident itself was one thing, the person involved was the other and that's why i think you should have got suspended here's a really good one sign your name to these please so i can at least give a, a first name or a handle credit but for now this one is anonymous there was once a really bad goalie the puck always went in his five holy he tried really hard but his feet were like lard but after four goals his pants were quite soily that is good now, that's, I, I think that's in the lead for Limerick of the night. We've had some good entries, absolutely. Okay, we'll be joined by a uh, member of the Edmonton Oil Kings as we move along tonight, Josh Williams. Their season wrapped up last night. We'll visit with Chris Morris, head coach of the U of A Golden Bears football team. Plenty more to come, and I, I got a bit of a Mother's Day angle coming up. Music for my favorite album of all time on a Friday night. Here's what's going on in the NHL. Flyers lead the Capitals 3-1 with four and a half to go in the second period. Five minutes left in period two. It is Dallas up 3-1 on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Joe Pavelski just keeps scoring. Two goals tonight, 24 on the season. After two, Detroit leads Columbus 3-2. Danny DeKaiser has his third of the year there. Ducks and Wild 1-1 with five minutes left in the first. Still to come tonight, the Blues and the Golden Knights, the Avalanche and the Kings, the Coyotes and the Sharks. Baseball this evening. The Blue Jays lead the Astros 1-0 middle of the second inning there. Bo Bichette had a homer in the top of the first. Oilers tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Puck drop. Rogers place. They're playing the Canucks again. Face-off show here on 6.30, Chad, will start at 6.30. Then they're in Montreal Monday and Wednesday. Yessi Pugliarvi's birthday today. And how about this? He led the stretch at the end of practice, and his teammates sang happy birthday to Jesse. Ethan Bear tells you about it. Yeah, I think he deserves it. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. You know, I've never, I never thought I'd be seeing happy birthday to a guy center ice with, with the NHL team. I think that was pretty good. And, you know, he's all smiles and as he always is. And um, yeah, it was cool. It was fun. And, you know, I'm happy for him. Neat moment. And Jesse Pugliarvi, I think kind of an energizing figure on the team. It is kind of fun seeing a lot of you post his facial expressions and big smiles on social media during and after Oilers games. I got to say, 
he's looking more confident and a couple of these one-timer goals that he scored this week getting to the right spot and just blasting away and yesterday just uh, a beauty dare i say no i'm, I'm gonna say this and i'm going to annoy people because i, I know sometimes oh don't talk about the 80s so much but i'm gonna say this he looked a little bit like yari curry blasting that one in yesterday just that individual play not making an overall comparison to the players my oh my well now the limerick train is starting to roll now kellen we might actually have too many to to read all of them that was a really good one Mm. just before the break it was kathy she wrote in uh because i said if you put your name on it it's, it's from kathy Here's her limerick. And they, they're all about Koskinen. They don't have to be Koskinen limericks, but I guess that's the topic du jour, as the French would say. There was once a really bad goalie. The puck always went in his five holy. He tried really hard, but his feet were like lard. But after four goals, his pants were quite soily. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. This texture says we had an old goalie named Smith who could not be compared with his partner in crime who leaks goals all the time and should be sent to the minors forthwith. That's pretty good. That's pretty creative. I like the use of forthwith. Yeah, if you could <laughs> use a word like forthwith, not any text with the word forthwith would be impressive, but using it in a limerick, that's really good. That's, uh, that's heavy that use person, of a dictionary right there. That the person does uh, not <laughs> have a name on there. See, if you here's the thing, everybody, too. So when you text in to the station, it's not coming to my phone. It it comes in through a website that we log into. But if you if you sign your name on a text, then we there's a little name bar where we can type your name in. And then every time you text, it'll say like, okay, this is from from Deborah. So that's why sometimes I ask. So then I can see it and enter it in, and then it's there all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one was from uh, Dion, that last text. Thank you very much. And if you want to use a handle, you know, just keep it keep it clean. Well, or you could, well, no, keep it clean. <laughs> uh, Oski says, there was once a fan from Nantucket who said, Koskinen and Net, you suck it. Don't do that again, or you'll have come to an end of all the fans' love from the Edmonton bucket. All right. Not bad. Trevor, who's listening in uh, Washington State, I believe. Is that right, Trevor? I, I believe uh, Wenatchee. Wenatchee's in Washington, is it not, Kellen? Wenatchee. Wenatchee, sorry. Wenatchee, yeah. And it is. There was once a goalie named Miko who did not move so quicko? Well, quico, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, well. Yeah, Miko and Quicko doesn't rhyme. You got to mispronounce one of the words. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Oh my God! We're, I I never thought Limerick Night would be so successful because usually anything we do on this show uh, doesn't really go anywhere. If you've ever listened. Okay, so uh, Oilers tomorrow again. Dmitry Kulikov did not practice today. Dave Tippett said they'll take a look at him tomorrow and see how he's going to be for the game tomorrow night against the Canucks. The uh, line shuffling, moving around uh, a little bit, as you would expect at this time of year. You had Cahoon back up there with McDavid and Pugliarvi, Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto were together, Devin Shore, 
Maybe he can come back tomorrow. He was with Kara and Archibald and McLeod centered Neil and Chase on Tyler Ennis practiced with the uh, main group as well. So they had uh, 13 forwards out on the ice. And from the Canucks, Zach McEwen, I mentioned this earlier, but if you missed it, he's been suspended for one game for kneeing Darnell Nurse last night. It was not a knee-on-knee hit. Nurse was down on the ice, and uh, McEwen kind of put his knee towards Nurse's head Was when Nurse was down on the ice. So that was the explanation for that incident. All right. So it's Mother's Day on Sunday. My mother, uh, Louise, usually tunes into the show, and sometimes I, I tell the odd story about her. Uh, quick, uh, quick, I may have mentioned this before. My mom is, uh, is Ukrainian, and her name is actually Lubo. And when she was a kid, going to the school in, in Lamont, it was probably like a one-room school with like, like 20 students, I don't know. Uh, the teacher said, what's your name? And the, my mom said, Lubo. And the teacher said, no, you can't be LeBeau, you're Louise. So my mom's name that she is called throughout her life is not actually her name. I mean, can you imagine if that happened now? That would probably be like a national story about cultural appropriation or something like that. Anyway, so my mom uh, really likes the Oilers. She really likes the uh, E football team. And she really hates players who uh, often oppose those teams. So in honor of Mother's Day, I, I've compiled a list and I've referenced some of these players throughout the time. And you can participate in this as well. It doesn't have to be a limerick. Or if you're a mother, I'm sure or hopefully we have some mothers listening. Uh, players you dislike or uh, teams or players your mother uh, dislikes or, or has disliked. So I, I, for, for my mom, here, here are the top five players that she hates the most currently as of today. Because if we did this a couple of years ago, it would have been different players. So these are the top five players my mom currently dislikes the most. Well, we'll say hates because it is it is true hatred. And this is the interesting thing about my mom as a sports fan, was well, as, as a person, because my mom is uh, like so caring and so giving and just always uh, puts other people first. And she's been really incredible during the pandemic. Uh, her, her only concern is the health of, of me and my dad. And, uh, you know, she's always making sure that we're fine and doing everything that we should and being clean and safe. And uh, she does an incredible amount of, of meal prep and uh, just has been really a rock for me and I think my dad too through all this so she's a very sweet considerate person like if you were to meet my mom you know maybe next year we can go to Oilers games again and you went up and talked to her like she'd probably just have a few pierogies in her their her coat pocket and, oh can I oh you look hungry would you like a pierogi you'll need one for next intermission here take another pierogi like just really sweet but then when it comes to hockey, it's like this, this uh, a switch flicks or something, and she just becomes, quite frankly, a savage maniac. And, it's, and specifically when it comes to the players that I'm going to talk about. Like, she'll just be like, I'm going to get that Matthew Kachuk. I hope somebody tears his head off. So it goes from, it goes from like, you know, you ask for five pierogies and she gives you 50 to... Like, Matthew Kachuk better never step foot in this city again. So, Matthew Kachuk is on the list. 
as I'm sure he is for uh, for many of you. Uh, Matt, here here's the thing, and this, I, I I I try to picture this in my head because I think it would have some comedic value. I think my mom would actually fight Matthew Kachuk. The other people who are on this list, my mom dislikes, but I don't know if she would ever be sparked to be physically violent against them. I think my mom would actually fight Matthew Kachuk. Like if she had the opportunity, I think she would fight him. I like I really believe if it was somehow or just cheap shot him, maybe she would just cheap shot him. Like if we're, uh, you know, when we can go out for dinner uh, more easily again, so maybe we're, we're somewhere downtown and, and the Flames are having a team meal somewhere and they're at another table. I think my mom would just like pick up a, a piece of like a piece of plywood, not a plywood, like a, what, what was that hacksaw Jim Duggan had? Was it like two, two by four? He walked yeah, around two by four, two by yeah, four. So my mom would just like have hacksaw Jim Duggan's two by four and <laughs> just walk over to the Flames table and just bash Matthew Kachuk on the math on the back of the head. Hey, I know this is violent and maybe it's not pretty, and I'm not condoning this. This is just the Mother's Day segment. <laughs> People tomorrow are going to be like, so they did not have a Mother's Day segment on Inside Sports, but I tuned in halfway through and they were talking about assaulting people with two-by-fours. No, 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 that's not what we're talking about. Just sharing this, my mom and uh, her feelings toward Matthew Kachuk. I, I, would, I would be entertained to watch a straight-up fight between my mom and Matthew Kachuk. Because my mom, like my mom's got nothing to lose. My mom's got nothing to lose. If she loses the fight, it's like, well, so what? She's 75 years of age. How is she supposed to do against a pro athlete? If she loses and gets a couple licks in, all right, she's hurt Matthew Kachuk. She wins the fight. She's the woman who took down Matthew Kachuk, something that a lot of NHLers couldn't do. So Matthew Kachuk is very high on this uh, list. Uh, Mary says, please stop embarrassing your mom. She is more than pierogies. Uh, she is. I don't think I'm embarrassing my mom. This is a tribute. Trust me, like this is, she's enjoying this. Like she can't, she can't hide this, this stuff. Uh, certainly on the list as well, Corey Perry. This goes back to the Anaheim days. I don't think she would fight Corey Perry. She's the other one on this list that maybe, maybe would be close to. Uh, but she does not like Corey Perry, even though he's changed teams. And now in Montreal, she's just like, yeah, I'm reminded of how much I hate him. Uh, there is a golfer on this list, and that is Patrick Reed, who she just thinks is a, is a jerk. And, you know, he's obviously uh, been in some trouble. Austin Matthews has cracked the top five this year, sort of a new addition. It's like, it's like and here's new to the top five. Off their album, Flesh and Blood, here's Unskinny Bop by Poison. Yeah, this is Austin Matthews cracking the top five. Hates his mustache. Obviously annoyed that he scores against teams. Can't stand the mustache. And the other guy I've talked about, do you know who the other one on this list is, Kellen? It's it's one who's like not a star player. But my mom has just decided mm. that she, and he's, I don't even really think he's a dirty player, but my mom just doesn't like him. And are we talking hockey or are we talking outside? We're of talking that? hockey. It's another Maple okay. Leaf. Another, um, I've referenced this guy before. My mom hates Zach Hyman. Yeah. Okay. That was the guy that which was. Which is like say. the most random, to me, it's a bit of a random player to hate. I guess he scored some goals against the Oilers, and my mom was in a, a bad mood at the time and 
that was enough to put Zach Hyman mm-hmm. into the top. It was close for the fifth. I, I didn't ask her today because I didn't want, you know, her to know this was uh, going to be on or anything like that. But I put Hyman fifth. I, I almost put Brady Kachuk on the list. Uh, Johnny Goudreau probably would, would be in the top 10. I don't know if he's quite in the top five, but I put Zach Hyman on because the Leafs are going to be in the playoffs and Calgary won't. But, yeah. uh, but uh, Matthew... Uh, Matthew Kachuk would would definitely be on there. Yeah, and of course, this would be an exemption because it's a team, but your mom has hatred towards the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, right? Oh, yeah, and I see, I think if there would have been a a football season last year, Mm -hmm. it, uh, it, there probably would have been, or if we were in the middle of a football season, you know, Bo Levi Mitchell, maybe, but it would have been on the list. Sure, sure. But yeah, we haven't had a football game in uh, over 18 months. All right, uh, Lars. Uh, Lars texting in that he's enjoying uh, hearing about my mom tonight. Uh, another texter goes by the handle HWD says, uh, "Reed, you don't realize how stupid you sound dragging on about your mom." Okay, now I take offense to that HWD. If there's any host in this market that realizes how stupid he sounds, it's me. You don't realize how stupid that text is, HWD. And by the way, most of your texts, because I see you hating on Kelly Rudy when you're writing every week, and quite frankly, it's tired and pathetic. We're back after the break. here from greg he says there was once a guy named mcd whose prowess was easy to see don't give him the puck or you're out of luck your goalie will cry endlessly that's pretty good that's a pretty good one kellen yeah i like working endlessly in there and calling mcdavid mcd that's a top five for tonight so far for sure yep uh Boy, well, we've upset some people, Kellen. I'm going to include you in that, even though it's all me. (laughs) Mary says you made your mom. You made your mom sound like a bully, and she is only a sweet Ukrainian lady. (laughs) And uh, another texter says that was an awesome tribute to your mother. It was funny. Couch coach says, uh, (laughs) I think my mom could beat Chucky better than your mom. The hate is real, and then he's got a little laughing face. (laughs) the couch coach says my mother once pinned me down and actually tore a flames jersey off my body when i was teasing her i was 22 my goodness wow that's quite the tale (laughs) that woman the couch coach's mother does not tolerate flames uh member flames uh merchandise no kidding (laughs) wow that's a that's that is a great story uh a little more serious here ryan holt who is the broadcaster for the Bakersfield Condors. That's the AHL team for the Edmonton Oilers. Apparently the Condors have been pulled off the ice during warm-up before a game against Colorado. Uh, His most recent tweet is, there appears to be an issue with Colorado and abundance of caution awaiting word 
on further info. So just going to keep an eye on that. I mean, we can assume this is probably uh, something COVID related. If we're using a term like abundance of caution and seeing a team pulled off the ice during the warm-up, I'm just seeing if there's anything more recent. No, I'll keep an eye on, I uh, don't see anything. I'll keep an eye on Ryan's Twitter account. Maybe I'll try to shoot him a text here, but uh, that's what's going on with the Oilers uh, farm team who are playing tonight. 780-496-0063 is how you can get us by texting or calling. Oh, we're getting a few with the... Uh, with the Miko Koskinen theme here, but and smashing the stick, I, mm. I appreciate. I appreciate all those coming in. That is pretty cool. Speaking of the Condors, we got a little information about their their playoff tournament today. So what the American Hockey League decided was that each division would decide whether or not they were going to pursue anything in the postseason. Only the Pacific Division said that they would do it. So they're going to have a little mini tournament. All seven teams will get to participate. The top three teams will get a bye straight to the semis, and Bakersfield will be one of those. And then they'll have single-game eliminations. The fourth seed will play the seventh. The fifth seed will play the sixth. And then the two winners will play to become the fourth seed. Then there will be best of threes for the two semis, and the final will be best of uh, uh, best of three. And the higher-ranked team will host all three games in the series. So that's what's going to happen for the Condors here once they're done the regular season. We're going to catch up with Chris Morris, head coach of the U of A Golden Bears football team. One of his players was drafted earlier this week, and they got a little more info about how the season is going to work for next year. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Back after the news and weather. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.